This is Manny Talks. I'm your host, Manny De La Cruz, and I want to thank you once again for making yourself available to listen to this conversation. As you're listening to this, I am on vacation, so greetings from Carnival Cruises. I am somewhere in the Bahamas or the Keys, and not going to lie, probably enjoying myself. I hope you are doing well. So today's episode, it is a short one. I wanted to uh, tackle a topic around whether or not completing your work list is enough and maybe offer a few suggestions on different ways and different things to consider as uh, you're a professional and as you're trying to navigate your workplace. And this topic for me came from a place where early on in my career, when I thought that I, well, when I started to say that I wanted to become a supervisor and I started to have meetings with, uh, you know, my, my boss and and, uh, and and such to discuss the topic. At one point, he said, you know what, Manny, you're seen as a very high producer, right? If, you know, if somebody wants the wall to get knocked down, Manny's your guy. And so there was no question around whether or not I was doing quantity and high quality work. But then he said, hey, when it comes to leading an organization, I'm not sure that you could do that. And that took me aback for a second. And thankfully, I had other mentors and coaches to kind of talk this out, and there were some adjustments that I made. And the reality was that there was more to uh, doing uh, or being successful other than just completing the work list. So that is the topic we're going to tackle today, and I'll see you next time. Keep your nose on the grindstone and things will go well. This saying has been passed on from generation to generation. It has also transcended cultures. While the words used may be different, the inference is the same. Work hard and things will pan out. In some cultures, Latino for example, the message is taken more literally at times. There are many professionals that regardless of their background take this adage to heart. They come into careers and seemingly lose that excitement that they had at the recruiting table. They simply hunker down and commence checking things off the work list. And for those professionals, the reality of expectations eludes them. And they're surprised when their supervisors and managers are left asking, what else? So what else is there besides completing the work list? That's what we're going to talk about today. First, I would say you need to get to know the team. I would venture to say that the majority of candidates while being recruited in some way, shape or form touted being a team player. In answering interview questions, they gave examples of how they led teams and how everyone saw them in a good light. But then they settle into their new desk and they forget to look up and down the halls and meet the new team. Professionals should expect that they will have to do their part to get to know the rest of the team, not just those involved in completing work list items. Every organization has an org chart and a purpose. It is in a professional's best interest to make sense of it. Start with other new hires perhaps and work your way up the org chart. You should find opportunities to lead regardless of authority. Organizations can be so complex that at times, it's often hard to tell whose responsibility it is to do a certain task. Some professionals choose to draw a line in the sand and they send a very strong, that is not my job message. These blurry instances are prime opportunities to lead and help the overall efforts progress. 
When a group's goals and objectives are completed, a person can highlight how they went above and beyond and facilitated completion by not being stifled by blurred organizational lines. If you ever feel like something is not your job, check if you may be wasting an opportunity. Be mindful not to get sucked in to the mantra that says success should be measured exclusively by productivity and not by hours worked. Unless you are in step with your manager on what defines productivity, you may be applying the wrong definition. Coaching and mentoring. In this fast moving world, it will not take long for a new hire to become an expert. Professionals can benefit from keeping tabs on who the new folks are. They should seek them out and help them onboard. As new hires try to get to know the team, perhaps a more experienced peer can make that transition easier. As part of their responsibility, managers have a sense of the competency of their group. And while there may be official training organizations and training roles, there are many valuable unofficial coaching touches that are equally valuable to a group. Professionals should embrace the opportunity to coach along the way as they complete their work list. Longer term mentorship commitments can also further strengthen one's reputation as a valued employee that advances the competency of the team. Networking and self-advocating. This one is a silent killer. A professional may be doing well in their group, but when it comes time to progress into another role, not being known can be the difference between getting chosen or being passed. Professionals may feel that networking and self-advocating are just corporate speak for brown-nosing, and that could not be further from the truth. These professionals who think this way lack or choose to ignore the reality of an organization. Even the owners and CEOs are human. The same goes for every level of leadership down to one's manager. Humans remember and they act on connections, even the most subtle ones. A professional could benefit from networking outside of their immediate work group. And I would say start the interaction simple. Get to know somebody, get to know each other, share your journey so far in your career and in your life, and ask them about theirs. In time, let them know what you're working on. Ask them for coaching, perhaps on a developmental goal that you are working towards. And over time, these networking relationships can become mentorships, they can become sponsorships, and perhaps even friendships. Make your manager's life easier. This one can take on many faces. As professionals learn to work with their managers, they should seek ways to help the group goals progress. For starters, cover your administrative duties. These are things such as logging your time, doing your expense report, and keeping up with regularly scheduled trainings. Managers are also tasked with being agents of change for a company. So when a new tool or a new program comes out, or there's a new organizational structure, a professional should seek to help the manager and that group take on the change. This doesn't mean that you don't voice your concerns about some of this change, but at some point, it's time to look forward and to implement the change versus insisting on belly aching. Participate in unpopular meetings. What I mean by this is that you should 
trust that a manager is keeping these unpopular meetings on the schedule for a reason. You should seek to understand the why and engage in the discussion. Try to see the manager's perspective versus seeing only your own. And you should also, another way to make your manager's life easier is to optimize and improve work. What I mean by this is that you should seek to create some of your own work items and then not just create them, but run them down to completion. So I'll leave you with this. If you're trying to see your work list as an absolute measure of success, perhaps you're missing out on understanding the entire expectations of your employment. Said another way, perhaps your paycheck is the exchange for completing the work list. Other rewards may be yours for taking your nose off the grindstone and looking up once in a while. <laughs>